Welcome to Open Mind Industries Podcast, The Mind Unleashed. Sit back, relax, and unleash your mind. I can hear you. Checking the Apple uh, Watch out. Yeah. So, are we going to pretend like we weren't trying this earlier and pretend um, like this is the time today, or are we going to pick up from that? I think we should let the people know what that would happen. Hey, I think we those should be a realistic... technical difficulties earlier, but we're back. It's me, the international superstar Moby Lee, coming back for the second time with an open mind. Second time, Moby actually requested to be back on, so we actually had a great chat, you know, way back, and then I started doing other episodes, and uh, like Moby said, we had technical difficulties, I have a program that records video and audio, and the thing is, I have a license for it, because I got it bootleg, and then I was like, shit, I might as well go out and get, a, get an actual program, so I went out with Pamela, so if you guys are looking for a good recording software, go with Pamela. It does work pretty well. They're offering a pretty good discount. I think it's about 16 bucks. So if anybody's looking to get some good recording done, it works pretty well. Moby's having this nice little sandwich then. Sure, you those carbs up, bro. <laughs> so. Awesome. Where you go? We need an intro for the podcast. I got you. An original song I made myself for this very moment. Check it. <clears throat> No one's ever heard this. Butterflies in the sky. I can go twice as high. Take a look in a book. It's reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Place to go. Things to know. Reading rainbow. Reading rainbow, reading rainbow. rainbow. Completely, uh, I made that up. No one else. Exactly. Like that. I made that for this. Yeah, this is not. Sorry, Lebar Burton. You know, you you're the man and everything. You made us start reading books, but don't take our word for it. All right, I'm gonna eat this. Or you do your thing. Talking to the I'm people. I'm letting you enjoy. I'm letting you enjoy gonna... what you're doing right now. This is what people wanted to see. So, in the previous podcast, guys, we spoke about uh, what Moby does, YouTube and list stuff like that. He's been very, very busy with Halloween Horror Nights. A launching his new YouTube stuff, and we're gonna get into that. We really wanted to sit down and see what's been going on because he's been sitting here even like it's been a few months. I did Horror Nights. How was that? Like, how was, you know, the setup, you know, dressing up for it, getting your body in shape? I mean, you're looking good right now. You've actually got your body in shape now. Thank you. I appreciate that. I am a lot lighter than I was before. Just in the month of December alone, I lost nine pounds. I used to be 380 pounds, which is pretty big. I'm also 6'4", um, and now I'm 351, so progress i'm still big but it's progress um when it comes to halloween horror nights it's a whole different type of animal when you're a character because although you get 45 minutes off it's 45 minutes straight <laughs> non-stop scaring everybody that comes out constantly moving back and forth jumping back and forth and, and if you're not ready for it it's going to take a toll on your body big time especially doing it five nights a week 
at one time seven nights a week. So it's yeah. pretty intense. It's something you really like. You think the veterans come in and like I've told a few of our people that we work with, I was like, yo, get your body ready. You think it's like a daily, a daily thing? No, it's not. You're you're literally, like you said, you're up there for 45 minutes. 45 minutes can kick your ass no matter if you're a seasoned veteran or you've done it a while. That's every three seconds you're trying to scare somebody or jump out of your bull hole. And sometimes you're jumping at midair. You're jumping at nothing there. And you're like, I jumped, what the fuck did I just jump for? I jumped for nothing? And that's kind of a what the hell moment. Now, you were saying previously, like we recorded, uh, you had already on the Grande at the uh, house. How was that? Yes, I did. Me, Ariana Grande. I'm going to say what I said back then. I think it's cool that I used to watch her on TV. She was my entertainment. And this year, I was her entertainment. She came through my house about five times. I'm not going to say too much because, you know, behind the scenes, celebrity policy and all that bullcrap, although I'm a celebrity myself. (laughs) When I seen her, this is about the fifth time she came through my house. It was the end of the night. The person who was usually in my room with me called out. He wasn't there. I was by myself. I seen a group of teenagers. and I'm like, oh, snap. It's going to be an easy scare. I pressed my trigger, and the trigger is the button you press to make the loud sound. When I press it, it was like a loud growl with, like, flashing lights, and I jump out. It's scary. But on this night, I seen them. I press it. I run towards them. I stand over them. And I just, they all scream. They're like bunched up against the wall. And I look up and I'm just looking down as I linger. I want them to feel my presence. I'm 6'4, I'm a big dude. So I'm looking down there. Yeah, when you come walking up to somebody, you you get that stare. Exactly. Case in point, me and Moby were walking back out of work one night and this guy comes walking towards us. I know exactly what you're going to say. This guy walked right towards us. Me and Moby were just shooting the shit, right? And Moby was just like, yo, it was either me or him. Yeah, he, he made the guy step off the sidewalk. Literally step off the sidewalk into some bushes and walk past him. Moby was like, you know, sometimes defense, you just gotta... Sometimes you just gotta stand your in ground. In my defense, me and Ali were walking on one side of the sidewalk. They so the guy room. Past us. Everyone had room. We were walking the single file line so people could walk past us. And this guy decided, I don't care that there's a clear empty space here. He wanted to walk where I was walking. And I'm not having that. And he could have easily at any point walked the other side, but he almost crashed into me and jumped into the bushes. But it's bad on his part. Because he could have just been on the other side of the sidewalk. He could have we gave him some room. We're just talking like we're talking about the podcast. Please prepare for him. And I didn't care because I know he was gonna be the one that got hurt. But that being said as I'm looking down at the teenagers, and they're all looking up at me, I see one of them's Ariana Grande. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, I'm looking down at, like, I'm in Ariana Grande's face right now. This is like nervously laughing, looking at me. Of course not. I'm the international superstar, Moby Lee. She got starstruck by me. That's why she kept coming back. It was just a cool moment. And then, like, I did that. I start walking back, grilling him. And I see her security officer guy. And he's, like, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, he's towering over me. And I just, like, point my knife at him and keep going. And another time I see in Celebrities was the cast of the It movie. The, you, have you seen the new one with the uh, new It? I haven't seen the new one yet. No, I really need to sit down. Everybody was like, I kind of, what I want to do, it's not that I don't want to see it, is I want to see part two and part one together. 
That okay. way I don't get like sit there and be like, man, it was really good. Now I gotta wait for like a whole another year before it gets recorded, and, and I have to wait. The cast of it, not the entire cast, but a few of them came through. And I heard that they're coming, so I'm, like, looking for them and stuff. I'm looking. Whenever you see a VIP tour guy come through, it's always a small chance of celebrities with them. And I've yeah. seen them. And I pop out, and I scared the crap out of those kids. And it was great. And he talked to me. He was like, oh, that was amazing. You scared the crap out of me. Good job. And I had to stay in character, although someone who was recently in a movie I seen was complimenting me. I was just like, ah, walked away. Gotta pretend like hey, you that's know. when you go back in your boo hole and you're just like, all right, nice complete. I'm out. <laughs> Drop your knife, but like, I did it. Life is good. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. I mean, when you got through half of that, like, was you, you like, you were halfway through your run, man. Were you like, holy crap, I can't wait for this to be over? Or were you like excited? You know, you just got the chance to, because this was your first year doing it, yeah? Yeah, my first year as a character, I was a house attendant years ago, and I would watch people get scared, but I never scared people. And that's what a lot of people don't know. When I started working at Universal, the first thing I ever did was a scare, uh, well, a auditioning to be a character on Halloween Horror Nights, and I didn't get it. And I'm staying with the well, company. Mostly, yeah, a lot of guys, when they go into the company, they'll, you know, they'll go into, hey, I want to get this character so bad, I want to get this character so bad. And it's been weird because some of the people, it's like, it depends on your size. And then it just depends, like, okay, you have glasses and this and that. And then, you know, some people, get, they don't get cast in the first round, which is your A and B. They'll get cast, like, C and D, which is, like, the last part of it. It's like, all right, yeah. we need big guys. This year, they needed a lot of big guys, and you fit that category. Yeah. The year I went, they were looking for a lot of zombies. Yeah, that was uh, the year when I, I, when I... Got to go. I got to be a fill-in for it, and that was, like, rare. A friend of mine was doing the makeup for it, and uh, they were running low, and they're like... Everybody's like, do you want to come in and be a zombie? I'm like, all right, yeah. And they painted me yeah. up, and then like a night later, they're like, hey, we could really use you as a fill-in. I'm like, okay, where do I have to go? And they're like, you'll be in New York, walking around New York. And, your crutches. and I thought I was already slow already, but the zombie guy that was training me was like, no, really, slow yourself down and drag your feet. Look like you got mangled. And I was like, shit, I really have to pretend like I'm, you know, got people trying to touch my, touch my nose and rub my face and all the makeup and you know prosthetic is you know on my face got drool coming down my mouth i'm glad i didn't have any prosthetics but uh to answer your question i loved every second of it and i didn't want to go away and if i could go back and do it for eight more months i would if i could do it all year round i would it was honestly amazing i did not feel like i was coming to work every day i felt like i was just going <laughs> hanging out with friends and doing fun stuff like it was truly an amazing experience and it was like nothing i've ever done before that's what most people say like you know nick got it and a few other people got it you know that have never before and they're like god man it's a vacation it's a vacation i don't have to like i'm not clocking in to yell at somebody i'm not clocking in to to fix an issue with the with it be guest services or whether it be something else and you know yeah. company-wise thing but it was like you come in and it's, it's, you feel like that brotherhood that family when you get there it's like they yeah. don't know you day two or day three but they'll know you day four day five day six and it becomes hey we're yeah. evening, yo we did good tonight you know and you become a bond it's kind of like an army kind of thing when because you're all just there to get the best every single day enjoy it. all night i mean you're loving the hell out of him and everybody's like man i don't want this to end 
And most people just keep saying, like, I don't want this to end. Why is it got to end? And yeah. you have some people that are like, it kicked my ass. Being an attendant, you know, if you're the person that's running the house and you're doing the crowd control, that shit sucks. I don't wish that on anybody. I wouldn't do that again. No. I don't wish that on anybody. I mean, for, like, what we need we, we to do for it. But, you know, Hornets, what do you think, you know, Hornets has given to you back? Has it, like, helped you now designing new skits? Have you come up with the new ideas? Is it, like, you know, because so you, you said... You know, my part like, hey, once Hornets is up, I'm ready to design more skits for the for the page. I have new ideas. I'm ready to branch out into new things. You know, you kind of, kind of buttered everybody up, like, let's get ready, let's get ready. So what's going on with all that? Like, what did Hornets you take away from Hornets to bring into the new skits? Uh, Hornets itself isn't helping me with my videos, but it gave me connections. And there's several people in my house that I will be doing uh, stuff with. I'm doing Undone Love Story Season 2 in the new year, which I'm extremely excited for. I never did a Season 2 of anything, and it's different people in my house, like seeing their personalities every day and seeing what they can do in the house and, like, meeting other people who are also passionate about acting and loving what I do. It's just like, we need to do this. We need to get together. It's one person that was not even in my house that we just talked about filming like me and him are gonna shoot things and short films and stuff like this so just like constantly being around other creative people and uh actors and directors and all that like people who want to do what i do just getting together and and sharing ideas and sharing goals and stuff like that yeah it's kind of what kevin smith says if you all listen to his podcast he always he sits around yourself with people that say why not Instead of the why people, you surround yourself with the why not people, and that's how you guys get the creative outlet. You get the creative skits. You have fun just because you fucking want to, and that's kind of what you drive. You drive people, when people get around you and see your skits, they're like, man, that was pretty funny, and you're just like, dude, I just like doing them. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's what I love doing, and if I'm not doing it, then I'll, I'd be miserable. That's what it comes exactly. down to. Exactly. Yeah, somebody, I told somebody that the other day, and they're like, so I heard you do a, do a podcast, and I'm like, yeah, you're like, why? And I'm like, Did anybody listen? And I'm like, people listen, they want to listen. I do it for me. I said, I tune in, I talk about 3D printing, I talk about things that maybe help somebody else. Or I just blab about whatever whatever comes to my brain for that week. I said, I it's had one with Moby, and they, 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 they knew who you were. I said, I talked with Moby, we talked about his channel, we talked about things that just made us both giggle, and he had a phenomenal time. And they're like, oh. And I kind of had that mindset of like... Oh, you're jealous. You know? Yeah. I hate it, people do that. They kind of discourage others like yourself and myself to make and have fun. I, I can tell you right now, when people, uh, they do things like that, they, they're they not doing what they want to do. So they don't want other people to do what they want to do. If they're not following their dreams, exactly. then they'll try to stop you from doing that because misery loves company, which is why you got to surround yourself with people mm-hmm. who like yeah. doing, uh, well, who are goal-driven and do stuff like that. Even if it's not the same thing, just goals in general. I got a friend who we talk about business and stuff like that, and we keep each other motivated. You got to, because that's the only way you're going to get shit done. It's like, if you're sitting there, it's like your skits, like you were coming up and you're like, hey, I have skits, you know, writing these stuff down. It's a horn, it's taking up most of my time, but this is where I want to go. And then coming with the channel, it's like, you had so much stuff written down, and you're like, and then you called me up, and you're like, yo, episode two needs to come up, and I'm like, 
I'm down when you're down and getting our schedules on the same page because working, we transferred to a new venue. The company's been expanding with, you know, trademarking and then moving some other stuff around with my stuff. And it's like, yo, I want to do something. I'm like, you really want to do another one? I'm like, I'm down, dude. I don't mind doing yeah. another one. I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but let's and do that's, it. That's what I love about this because when it comes to podcasts and stuff like this, like you said before, when that guy asked you if anybody watched it, I feel like the amount of people watching it shouldn't matter but if the people watching it are enjoying it and that's why like when i do this and i i hit you up like i'm i'm known on the internet i'm not too big but i'm known like hundreds of subscribers on twitter and instagram thousands of subscribers on youtube i was like my youtube page i finally got one subscriber it's funny, my Instagram page is blown up. It's it's blown that's up. And, well, that, uh, that's, that's insane. That's what I mean. Like, I'm the type of person that you don't have to be bigger than me for me to want to work with you. I don't care about the amount of subscribers. Even if I am in the thousands, <laughs> if you're under 10, it doesn't matter. Because if we're creating quality content... That's what's good. It's, it's times where I... I don't know if I talked about this in the last podcast or not. There's times where I worked with Dash EXP, Wasabi Productions, uh, people like that, who have millions of subscribers. And they never once asked me how many subscribers I had because they just wanted to work with me. And I wanted to do the same thing. Like, if someone is creating quality content, how known they are doesn't matter. That doesn't determine how good you are. And people can't be discouraged about stuff like that. Or if someone you gotta, kind of, turn your, you gotta like kind of turn yourself off to that, you know, the reviewers exactly. and everything else. Just like turn yourself off and be like, listen, I have a goal in mind for every week. I may talk about this, I may talk about that, but I'm gonna keep on my same goal. It's keeping me out of the gutter of my mind, saying, hey, this, the minute you hear yourself say, stop, or I don't have something to talk about. I mean, different weeks I've been like, I have nothing to talk about this week, so I'll just be like, all right, I'll do it next week, and I'll actually create a list of something to do. It's like you, with you, like. And this skit's coming out kind of good. Let me go bring on somebody else into this skit. And that's cool that other people want to like drive you into it too. And be like, listen, yes. Moby's skit might have there might have been something in your skit or you know Moody a video you did that they were like, yeah, man, this guy might be able to fit in here. Let's use him. Let's yeah. get a collaboration going. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of sad. Like you said, it's just it's kind of sad when people kind of you get to get that mentality of just like, well, does somebody watch? Does somebody care about my subscribers? It's like. You really, that shouldn't be your goal. And it's like, I told somebody that the other day. It shouldn't matter how much money you're trying to make. Um, and I mentioned that in a previous podcast about companies with 3D printing, whatever. Um, companies kind of lose their minds. They're Once they finally get their money back and they're kind of, now they're trying to get the company moving, going, they forget what got them there. They yeah. forget to build the content. They forget the way. And they're like, okay, let me build something else, but not make it as better. If you can't build what you're doing with your same amount, and you got some extra cash to put into it, and you're charging more. It's like you're giving me the same content, but you're charging me more for the same a piece of shit. You're not. You didn't put your love into it. Your passion's yeah. gone. You know. And I feel if you keep your mind like you've been your your mindset, you've always been like, shit. I'm gonna do it because I want to do it. And exactly. if I get one person to watch it, and it, it spreads like two people, that second person's gonna put it on, and I'm gonna keep building. And a lot of your videos have kind of been like that. It's been like, I mean, one of your videos like. I don't mind if somebody watches this, and then you're like, it blows up, and you're like, damn, I didn't expect that to get that many likes. Exactly. And, and you'd be surprised. Like, and sometimes you just gotta get inspired. Like, one of my favorite videos is when 
I made the video about like when you're watching porn and come across a banger and we kind of distracted. <laughs> that one kind of got me. Uh, but uh, basically like uh, the one porn of, the I one found one in, me, like, inspiration because like, you find anything. Oh my god, he it was it was Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz porn parody, and it was just like it was a banger. Like they start singing and it was really good. I was like, yo, this is dope. I'm not gonna say how I came across that, but I'm just saying, yo, this is dope. I need to make a video about this. And I got it, and I downloaded it, and I pulled up my green screen, and I wrote a verse, and I recorded a verse, and I threw myself in there, and I created a story around it. And I didn't care if it went viral or nothing. I just, in my mind, I knew I had to make it. Ended up getting, like, 3,000 views on Facebook. So, you just got to make what you like. If... If you can't watch your own material multiple times, why even put it out? If you can't enjoy your own stuff, why even put it out? Like, other people aren't going to enjoy it if you're not. Yeah. Don't make something just to get from views. Not, like, YouTube is, um, YouTube is becoming really weird. Most people don't tune in. Exactly. I feel like this is time where you ask me another question. Exactly. You got to just go out there and have your fun. I mean, what's what's next on the project list for you? Now that you're kind of done with Horror Nights, like what what did you have in mind? Like since you, I knew you had a list kind of built in. What do you want to pick up on? Um. So I was asking you about. For those who know, if we miss some stuff up, we'll, we'll get more stuff on here. But uh, I was, you were talking about, I was like, so what did you, you know, since, you know, Hornets was all said and done, you were looking on your other your other projects, well, what's coming up? Oh, yeah. Do I have a treat for you? See, what I'm going to do next is Undone Love Story Season 2. I've never done a season two on any of my series before, and it's going to be on my YouTube channel, link in the description. Without telling you <laughs> too much about Undone Love Story, I will say this. In season one of Undone Love Story, it was all about me finding love, finding that special someone. I, I go on all these adventures and find these different girls, different qualities. And in the end, I find the person that I was meant to be this whole time in season two we're gonna find out what happens next and i got a lot of stuff coming i have an amazing animator which i'm gonna be promoting a lot because she's doing a great job animating certain parts of the series for me i have a makeup artist that worked with me in halloween horror nights and it's just an all-around pleasure to be around and i'm gonna go through a few transformations in the series and there's a lot going on right now in pre-production that I'm working on to make this series as amazing as possible. Like, I enjoyed season one, but I'm constantly trying to outdo myself. So when season two comes out in a few months, it's going to be amazing. Now, for those who wanted to watch, like, I've never seen the series, but you spoke about it previous when we got together. Um, 
How many episodes was it? Like, what did you start with season one? Was it like, okay, I'm going to do like one, maybe like five episodes or go longer? Or did you already have a game plan or did you just wing it? Ten episodes. And what I do is first I write down the title of all ten episodes. I figure out what do I want to do? How do I want to do this? What character development am I going to put into this? What what full story do I want to make? And what adventures is my character going to go on to get to where he needs to be? And I'm doing the same thing this time around. I write 10 episodes, what I'm going to do. It's always subject to change. I might think, you know what? This idea is better. I'm going to scrap this episode, put this in there. So it's a lot of thinking, a lot of talking about it, asking people their opinions on it. And it's a lot because there's 10 different scripts that I have to write. And I just go back and forth a day and dealing with people and schedules with different people and different episodes. It's a lot of work. But just know that it's all planned before filmed. When it is being filmed, it's all filmed before it's time to edit. And when it's edited, it's all edited before it's time to put it out. So by the time I put it out and put out a trailer, I've already filmed and edited the entire season. And then after that, I start promoting, this is what I'm going to come out with. This is the trailer for it. This is the day it comes out. And then put little snippets and behind-the-scenes stuff to start promoting and stuff like that. But when you have big projects like that, you have to put everything into it. You have to treat it like a TV show you would want to watch if you didn't make it. Like how I watch The Walking Dead, I would want someone to watch my series. That's like that's an amazing way to do it. Because when we first met, you were like, hey, man, like I, I was watching your stuff, and I'm like, season one? Okay, season one of what? You're like more days and it's kind of like you kept teasing and teasing and teasing and it's like it's kind of like your bread and butter it's kind of like no i'm going to tease this place because i work my ass off for it and i really want to promote this so people really do check it out and watch my stuff and that's like that's cool to see like the behind the scenes of how you kind of feed the audience yeah you know into your thing it's like was that always kind of like the go gets like what do you prefer do you prefer making or do you prefer like the best part of, of like promoting your stuff uh, if it were up to me, I'd hire someone else to promote my content. Uh, I am good at a lot of things. I've perfected a lot of things, but not every single thing. For instance, if I make music, I'm a lot better at writing and performing it than recording it. Luckily, with acting, I'm great at you know acting and editing and directing and stuff. Some people are just good at acting. And they need a cameraman and the editor. Some people are just good at singing and they need a songwriter and stuff like that. So when it comes to promoting, I can promote myself, but I'm not a professional at that. I'm, I don't have a business in that, but I can only promote myself. But if it were up to me, someone else would promote it. If it were up to me, I'd have a, a professional camera crew so I can, you know, if I'm, I don't mind being behind the camera, if I'm filming someone else and I have different mm -hmm. friends that I film for and I edit for, and I love being behind the camera. If it's someone else, but when it comes to me having to film myself, be in front and behind the camera, it's like, I'd rather just be in front. If I'm the main focus or someone else, I do that. So doing everything can be stressful because you're stretching yourself in all these different ways. Yeah. Oh, you're but, thinking the guy who's doing it right now. 
Exactly. I mean, I, I write, edit, you know, and then I'm I'm working on running a business, and it's it's all two in the one. Somebody's like, do you do you get tired? I'm like, I once if things go well, I would love to hire people to take some of the load off. Yeah, you gotta have a team. It would be love. I mean, I do like. See me with filmmaking myself. Cause I took filmmaking in high school and loved filmmaking. Always will. I kind of like being behind the camera and in front of the camera at the same time. But I'm more the behind the scenes because I can kind of see what the actor needs to do, or there's something small, you know, that I need to fix or adjust. And being in front of it too, it's kind of nice to direct yourself a little bit to know where you need yeah. to be. And I see what you're like. You're like I'd rather be in front of it, man, because I don't have to worry about setting the shot or, you know. Uh, a lens flare or something like that. I can just stay in my zone. I mean, when you get yeah. to your, your character, do you do you method act or you just kind of know what the character's going to be? It all depends on which character I'm playing and how I want the character to be betrayed. Not betrayed, portrayed. Uh, in Undone Love Story and the Gimmick Infringement, I'm playing myself, just like a, a different version of myself, myself, and I have other stuff like The Walking Dead. Uh, parody where I play different characters. Like when I play Negan, I get into it. I got Lucille over there against the wall. I, I get into that character. Like um, Lucille is thirsty and she needs to be fed. Like I get in that character if I mean business and stuff like that or, or any horror character that I'm a person like that, just like get into Halloween Horror Nights, like when I was about to go in there, you see, I'm happy go lucky me, when I'm going there, I change my demeanor I, my, I freaking smack myself like this, I get myself hyped I get angry, and I go in there with a different mindset, because when you are, even if it's not acting, but anything at all, if you're doing something you gotta put your all into it, you gotta Put your mindset you gotta everything in your mind has to be dedicated to that one thing and what it is being a character you have to just become that character you have to be like i'm not moby playing negan i'm negan yeah that's kind of half and half you're like okay if i'm really a good character i'm going method now if i'm this guy i'm gonna play kind of myself but kind of my own demeanor yeah because like analogy with you. My my personal series, I can play myself because I made the characters. Yeah. But when I, it's stuff like I'm playing different characters, that's when it mm -hmm. becomes method acting. That's intriguing because like when you started doing, like we never really got into when you started, you know, doing your characters. Did you always have like a passion for it, or was it just like, you know, it's like I I got to be an actor, and then I, I like I want to be kind of a filmmaker. Like, what did you know? You know, what was your biggest love? Was like just create, creating the content and developing the character, or was it like, okay, now I can shoot this and I, I got a love for that? I am doing exactly what I wanted to do as a kid right now. When I was 10 years old, I started making videos. I'm 26 years old, I'm still making videos. I used to play Dragon Ball Z with my body and my mind. I seen everything, and I was Gohan fighting and stuff like that, and different anime characters, Shihei and Yu Hakusho, and we would, like, pretend to be the characters and play with each other. That's without cameras, without posting it, just because we loved doing it, it was so fun to us, we would become different characters and do stuff. So this is something that I've always done my entire life, but now I get to put on performance and have other people watch it, too. That's crazy. I mean, it's awesome, and like you thought, like you know, a couple years ago, you would have never thought of all this stuff, and now it's like it's blown up 
Do you feel like there's oversaturation? Um, yes and no. Everybody wants to be a star. Everybody wants to be famous, and everybody wants to put the work in. When I talk to someone about their passion, I'm the type of person that will go above and beyond to help somebody else out. I will, like I said before, if they're serious about getting started, I will film a video for them. I'm like, just bring me an idea. I'll film it for you. I'll edit it for you. I'll help you get your channel started because I believe in supporting people in their dreams. Yeah. And when you have someone that's willing to do all this, and you just go for it, like my friend Jose does, like, man, I'm just bing, bing, bing. He always comes to me with new ideas. And then there's other people that say they want this and they want that. All right, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. And and you can start to see who really wants oh, it. Really, yeah. And it's who down. really, yeah, and does this. And with YouTube, you got millions of people who just, like, make – I mean, crappy content, let's be honest. And I'm not yeah, saying... Like, you know, it's, it's about 90% like of oversaturation. Then you have the yeah. 10%, like myself, who really put decent videos up there and try to yeah. take out yeah. all the... You know, we what we try to do is, like, even Moby, he doesn't like adding, you know, all the, like, snippets of fucking, you know, sponsorships. We just like getting to the point and making yeah. sure you get the best content possible. And uh, I'll, I'll say this. At one point, my content was crappy. At one oh, point, when when oh, I yeah. first started, and if you if your stuff is bad, it doesn't mean you can't get better. But there's people who don't want to get better, and no. it comes to the point where if you're not putting out the best, and then you're complaining about not, you know, being bigger, like you have to put in the work. That's why I'm not gonna say who, but I had a friend who. I see his vision. I see what he's trying to do. I see his potential. So I sat him down and I said, all right, you're doing amazing. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to do to get to where I'm at. And this is what you have to do to get to above my level. And he came and he wrote everything down in a book. And he applied all that to what he's doing. Because he wants to be better. He wants to hone his craft. He wants to perfect it. And that's mm -hmm. something that I respect. But if you're just putting out crap just for the sake of putting out crap because you're easily influenced by something and that's what you decide to do this week, then that's where the oversaturation comes from versus the people yeah. who this is their dream, their passion, they want to do this forever. But I feel like you can definitely tell the difference. And that stuff kind of gets like left behind. Don't really pay attention to that stuff because yeah. you can tell when you're watching it. <laughs> yeah, somebody was like, they looked at my stuff and they're like, well, why don't you do this to your video? I'm like, I make a short speed to the point. I was like, I don't need to add music here, this, 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 and this. I said, you need to just tune in if you want to. Yeah. I don't need to add in blah, 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 you know, for that. I said, you don't want to sit there and watch a 20-minute intro of somebody's horse shit with bass booming and shit. You want to... Real. You know? I hate that I needed something serious. And I hopped on, I was like, something serious about computer programming. And this guy had a really good video, but it was like... Check out my channel, and da -da -da -da. but it was like a <laughs> my fucking speakers were blowing up, and my my surrounds are turning it down. I'm like, get to the fucking point. Yeah, and, and all I needed was a, a simple code phrase that he had. I couldn't remember it. It was like, oh, don't forget to like my channel and this and this. Like, dude, just fucking to the point. And we're gonna like. I feel what you're saying, and I agree. And it really annoys me when. 
they have like super long intros and stuff because having a fancy intro isn't going to make your content any better. And that's just coming from a standpoint of a fellow content creator, just giving advice for any small channels. Yeah, I think my intro on the podcast is about, I want to say like not even under, under 20 seconds long. It goes right into my stuff and then I have a nice soft outro that just tells you what you want to find out, what you've been listening to. It's copyrighted, boom, and it's that you're in and out. It's quick and simple. Because if some guy was like, He's like, why don't you make a better song? I'm like, I don't need to. It just needs to be simple. You know what you're listening to. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Because, like, if you if you have a 20-second video of, like, you recording something happening on your TV, and there's a 50-second a intro to that and a 60-second outro and all this, like and it's Brian's, like, Brian's adding those flashy video. things isn't going to make yeah. it any better. What people need no. to do... Is focused more. It's nothing wrong with intros and outros, but they no, should focus more on the actual content. The point. Yeah, ma- ma- focus more on the actual content more than you no know, the flash. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I've seen quite a few videos that are like overly over, over. You know, there's he does a quick intro. He does quick what it's going to be about. Then he does his intro, and then he goes into it. And he does like all these sponsorships, and you're like, dude, please don't. You know, leave sponsorships to the end or leave them underneath the video. But that's, I feel like that's more a podcast than anything where people like talk about all sponsors. I wouldn't mind being I do it so fast though. My, my, my my supporter, like, I don't even get paid for mining my supporters. I mean, like, unless, yeah. If we're going to talk about sponsorship, uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Poppy, that Poppy. Um, Poppy has changed my life in so many ways. She is the true queen of the internet, and I am nothing without her. I'm nothing but a loyal disciple, and Poppy is my everything. I owe my all to Poppy, and I have complete devotion to Poppy. She is Poppy. Poppy is the internet. If you don't understand what I'm saying, it's okay. You will. I kind of get what you're saying. I was like, that was intriguing. You, you I, know I, who Poppy? No, I was, I was blown away. You I know who Poppy? Eye, I, was, I was kind of quite blown away there. Everyone needs to know Poppy. If you're watching this, pause the video and go look up Poppy. I don't, oh, man, I, don't... I don't know her in person. And I've never talked to her. But she is my queen. And everyone needs to know who she is. Well, you've been, you've been watching the... Uh... Watching some crazy videos, huh? Everyone in this in. channel just went to the weird side of YouTube. Everybody's like, hold on, let me pause. What the? Yeah. Oh, my lord. That was awesome. That's a good that's What's a good your next slide. question? Um, good question. I feel like we, we pretty much touched on... I don't know. I really don't know. I know I just went to go see a movie tonight. What'd you see? Uh, what, did I, what did I go see? Oh, we saw Coco finally. That was Coco. Did you watch the 25-minute Olaf movie before there, or did they we take missed, it out? We missed that by, I think, two days. And okay. my girl so wanted to go see it out. I really, really okay. wanted to go see Coco. I heard it was... I heard... It's okay. For those of fans of Frozen, I listened to another podcast. Um, and they said that... Just the frozen Olaf horseshit really pissed them off. And this is a more big filmmaker. He, I won't say who it is. He can defend himself. He did defend himself. He said it was fucking horseshit. Um, he said because he felt like it 
dragged on so long. He just wanted to get to the fucking movie. He was like, I just wanted to get to Coco. That's all I wanted to go. Me and my wife, I just wanted to watch Coco. And he said, Coco was outstanding. And if, you, if you're if you a grown man or a woman or anything, if you love somebody, Coco will make you fucking cry, man. Because it's like, I even teared up a little bit. I was like, damn. I can't watch girl, that the movie, man. My girl, uh, at the end of it, lost her sister last year. It's coming up on the first year. Her sister passed away just last year from uh, a, a medical issue. And um, at the end of it, my girl, like, she's like, the movie got her a little bit, but what got her is at the end of the movie, she just broke down for a minute and she started crying. She's like, Dang, I'm scared to watch it. That makes now. me miss my, like, it makes me miss my sister so much. And the guy looked at me, like, I read a couple people next to us, and he's like, is she okay? And I'm like, she lost her sister. And I was like, oh, he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, it's the first year of it. It's crazy. But the movie is outstanding, even if you haven't lost somebody. But I, I was warned by all my coworkers who saw it, because they all went to go see it like three times, because that's how good it was. That is phenomenally well done. Like, Pixar kicked it out of the park. Like, you, you would feel that movie. That movie will hit you so hard in the soul and make you feel so good about life. But at the same time, it makes you, like, love your family. Yeah. Like, you walk out of there and you're just like, damn, I need to rethink myself. The movie I most recently seen, I watched the movie yesterday, and it was Jumanji. Don't tell my mom, so I promise I'd see saw, you there. That was her. just what I saw tonight. We got Maybe we can do a quick movie review. What do you, what do you I, I absolutely loved it. Are we doing a spoiler-free movie review or a movie review? Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's say one, two, three, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Here we go. Let's do it, Moby. I personally would give Jumanji a 10 out of 10. Agreed. The only thing uh, I, yeah. I don't like is the beginning. The first, like, five, seven minutes. Um, when you go into it, the original Jumanji, because this is a, a sequel to that, um, it was a board game, and it was just like, who plays board games anymore? So Jumanji heard that and was like, you know what? I'm going to make myself into a game cartridge. I thought that was neat, though. I thought that was neat, because all yeah. he did was hop on it. He hopped on a PS1, PSX. Yeah, so... He was playing Twisted Metal. yeah. And, but what I didn't like, I'm going to say what I didn't like first. And that's the fact that the movie did things that didn't make sense just for the sake of uh, getting to where they needed to be. Like when the, the guy first found Jumanji, he was just running somewhere. And like, yeah, oh, what the, what that? something's in the sand. I wonder what this is. And it was a board game. And he just picked it up and brought it home. Like, what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yo. And, yeah, I was like, he's like, oh, there's something here. Like, how would that be on the beach, like, so fast? Yeah. And not only that, but he just gave it to his brother and left. He didn't even, like, look into it. Brother or his dad? Oh, it was his, uh... Yeah, it was his brother, it, it, I think. I don't... Maybe. I, think well, I don't know. Somebody. So, after that, um... Four kids got detention. And how they got detention was dumb. Like... The, okay, the one girl that was talking on the phone, I can see her getting attention. But other girl, it's just like, I don't want to do gym. This is a waste of time. I don't want to end up being a gym teacher. And a gym teacher was like, my feelings are hurt. You have detention. Like, she didn't break any rules. You asked why she didn't want to do it. She told you why she didn't want to do it, and you give her detention. <laughs> it, feels like, it feels like a touching Moby in a sensitive place right now. It's like, I, don't, I can see you just sitting in the corner playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like, What? No, fuck. I'd rather play Yo-Gi-Oh or Pokemon. Fuck you. Exactly. I don't want to go to gym class. Exactly. I think that's touching you in a, in a deep section of your heart right now. 
Well, no, I personally love Jim. I'm a very active person, although I do love Yu-Gi-Oh. But the fact that she gave her attention just for saying, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not trying to be a gym teacher or nothing. Like, this isn't important to me. She shouldn't have got attention for that. And I feel like that was just, like, they'll just find different ways to move the story along to get to the good part. But on the rock, and Kevin Hart and Jack Black oh and other girls' name that I don't was, remember. Like that was oh, that absolutely was, uh, amazing. What's her name? What's her name? She plays. Uh, she's in Guardians. Ah, uh, oh. crap! Fuck! I can't remember her name. But got, you know who I'm talking. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. She plays uh, Nebula. Uh, so she was, in, she was in Doctor Who. Uh, what uh, other things that I like about it is not only they have character development because the. Uh, I forgot the girl's name. Starts with the M, the character's name. But she was, like, completely self-centered. Always thought about herself. Didn't care about anybody else. And then she just, like... uh, And when she was Jack Black, she, without a doubt, just, like, gave one of her lives away. And she didn't care at all. She was completely selfless in that moment. And that showed character development. And, like, when it showed their weaknesses, when they were first finding out about it, Every single weakness was shown in there. One, like, with Venom. And then she had a part with the snakes, one with Cake, and he blew up and stuff like that. Like, everyone's weakness and stuff, it, even say him saying, do this and say Jumanji. When they first put it in, he didn't say Jumanji and nothing happened. So, like, everything in the beginning of the movie had, there was a reason for every single line. There was a reason for every single moment and everyone grew as characters, even the people who, um, like like the nerds and stuff like that, having to break out of their comfort zone and be things they're not used to. Not only that, but the acting in general. Like The Rock, 6'5 yeah. Rock had to play a little nerdy kid who had no confidence. Small Kevin Hart had to play a 6'5 jock that was like this big stuff. Jack Black had to pay a teenage girl who was full of herself. So, like, <laughs> the fact that they had all these characters... Yeah, Karen, had, like, uh, Karen, Karen, Karen Gillian. Yeah, there you go. They all had to play the opposite of what they are. And that right there is acting. Like, it's not a, I'm the rock, and I'm playing this tough guy that beats everybody up. No, he's playing a scared little nerdy boy who liked uh, video games and studying. And, like, when I seen stuff like that, I'm like, this is really, like, acting is great. Storytelling is phenomenal besides the parts in the beginning that's just nitpicky. And character development was great. Like, I loved all of it. I thought the ending was great. I thought how they brought everything together was great. I knew for a fact that someone was going to lose their last life because it was just, like, foreshadowing but the fact that they still saved him and showed him afterwards was amazing and the fact that in the original Jumanji when Alan I think his name was came back yeah. uh, he came back to he was spent those years in the game and came back in the future where uh, this guy came back and he went to his original time and lived his whole life out Instead of yeah, because like, uh, what the hell was I gonna say? Um, like you said, each character kind of developed himself. It was very jokative, very fun. Like that cast felt like 
like, I don't know, like, they did a really good, whoever did the damn casting for that, I realized The Rock, though, he, uh, he's one of the executive producers with his ex-wife, because we looked at the credits, and it said, seven, you know, uh, $7 production. Yeah, $7 production, you know. Yeah, it's, it's his really production good. company, and, uh, he really just, whoever did the casting, like, really sat down, it was like, alright, here's your cast, read, do it. It's like, alright, test read. And then Jack Black, like you said, doing, playing a girl, and just, like, Jack, Jack Black, Jack Jack playing a girl, look. like, just having fun. I love the part, though, because there's a funny, he's like, she's like, oh, I have, I gotta go pee. Well, so do I. Well, so do I. Well, will you show me how to use it? And then The Rock, and then Kevin Hart, and they're, like, all standing around the trees, and they're like, well, what do I do? And they're all trying to pee, The Rock's in the corner trying to pee, and Kevin Hart's trying to pee, and then Jack Black's like, well, what do I do? They're like, you just unbuckle it, and, you know, you grab it, and you just, you just let the stream out. She goes, well, what do I, oh, my, it's got a handle. Yeah. I can aim it. You just aim it and go. Aim it and go. He says, oh, it's got a, it's got a handle. It's so much easier. And a girl, a lady behind me was like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I had a fun cast night. There was, like, I think 45, no, less than that. Maybe about 25 people in the theater, including me and my friend, uh, who went to go see it tonight. And it was hilarious. People were giggling and laughing so freaking hard. But as you said, they, at the beginning of the movie, um, it it made sense. But like like you just said, I, I didn't even catch it. Like, what the fuck is the board game doing that on a beach? You know, when, yeah. when a dog, there's a dog running with people with their dog. I think it was either the guy's father because he's like, hey, buddy, I found you something. And the kid like wakes up, he wakes up from bed, and the kid like opens up Jumanji and you see nothing. And then the board game sitting underneath like a pile of books, he's playing. PS1 and shit paints and puts metal and all of a sudden you hear that drum beat boom 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 yeah and it's like so Jumanji's like he's like we'll play board games anymore all of a sudden the game it's like you said it switches over to a Atari 2600 cartridge which right yeah neat nerdy reference I don't like the he's... fact that there was four controllers either it should have only been two I know it was four characters they had to do that yeah but four controllers didn't get introduced until PS1 with the multi tap. Yeah, I agreed, agreed. This agreed. nerdy stuff, well, sorry. Yeah, and well, yeah, that, that shit didn't come out to what, 98, 99, I don't think, the multi tap? Yeah. And that shit was expensive. The controllers were expensive, the multi tabs. Yeah, but that was like the thing. It's like, oh, snap, more than two people can play now. So, like, the fact that it was like, that's not how games were back then, but okay. Not, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the whole. I mean, the whole movie was good. The villain was phenomenal. And then, like, yeah. I loved how the movie in general, like, it referenced you were in a game. Because I was like, oh, it's an NBC. NBC. And it's like, hi, welcome to Jumanji. And it just kept repeating itself. It's like, I think we need to get to the checkpoint to make it stop saying that. All of a sudden, it would go through and it would do its thing. It was really, just really well done. I mean, um, I, my friend said he, he loved it. He liked it. He's like, we were talking about it, he was like, it was good, he kind of likes the original more, but they, they did give a shout-out to uh, Robin Williams' character. Yeah. The tree, there was a carving inside the tree where one of the characters that was taken, he, in the beginning of the movie, he was he put the game in something in the console, and he was ended up being found in the uh, spoilers. In the Indian Bazaar, they go to find a piece to the puzzle of the game, because the one Jack Black's character can read, the only one that can read the map, because he has the skills to read the map. Um... And The Rock is more the, the head adventurer, and Kevin Smith's kind of his, his, he saved Kevin Smith's character, yada yada, and stuff like that. 
and they get in there and they finally meet the, the guy and he doesn't even know he's like how, how long have you been here and he's like we know we know who you are and he's like wait what he's like, you've been in here for about 20 something years and he like had one life left and like you were saying how they had to revive him you know yeah and they had to teach karen killian's character how to dance because she was so nerdy she was like well how do i what do I, how do I seduce these guys? And it's kind of weird, it's like seducing them, but they kept resetting the FPC thing. Hi, what are you doing here? And I love that they didn't break that character, because they're like, you're in a freaking game, you know. Yeah. And I love The Rock when he got, there's spoilers in the bizarre scene. He, um, when they, when, it skips ahead. So it's 96 and it skips all the way back to what, 20, 2017, let's say. Yeah. And he's playing PS, PS, PS4, and he's playing some game. I don't know if you can reference the game that he was playing, but he's like, and down, and he's memorizing the code sequence, like, down and punch and kick and and block and this and this. And the Rock's character, as he learns his, his powers, says the same shit. He's like, and I forgot, and throw him in the air. And the guy goes flying into the air. I was just like, oh my god, this is referencing games so much right now. Yeah. But I just oh, I was so so good. Definitely worth seeing it. Saw it in 3D um, because that was pretty much the only viewing we could get. There was there was no uh, standard viewing. Um, sadly, I don't know why. I think because the Last Jedi just taking up all the space probably. I, I um I personally like this better than the original Jumanji, and I know that's like a bad thing to say because nostalgia Not runs everything. Me. But I feel like newer movies should be better than the older they, they, they ones and if it's not it's not doing a good game. job yeah yeah just I like mean, star wars always live if of you course can watch both of them and jamaica's but, but it's like, i liked how they kept that. like that alive too they're like because like robin williams was in the game <laughs> that yeah. was like boom his character like his character was called carved into the damn tree they're like well that was the guy before us so he must have been here yeah so that's not saying that he was gone at all that was just a different version of Jumanji. Exactly. So the games can evolve. It's like a Ouija board or like another game, a Connect Four. You know, now it's Connect Four version three. You would do it four other things you have to do in it. You know. And so, something I really liked about this the fact that Kevin Hart wasn't the person to say all the jokes, and I liked that. Yeah. Like I feel like Jack Black was definitely the most comic relief character and I like the fact that Kevin Hart was playing like he did funny stuff but he was more of a the personality I'm the jock you know I can't be doing this like I like when with him and the rock had the scene where he was like don't think because you got muscles that I won't knock you out stuff like that he jumped at him and the rock jumped back because he was like yo just as the game don't mean nothing. Like I'm still, I'm still bigger and stronger than you, and stuff like that. So like, I like that they want that approach with him instead of he's a comedian. Let's just give him all the funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. Really, like I'm pretty sure they when they wrote the script out, they really thought about all that good stuff, and they really like definitely guys go see it. It was amazingly done. Like that's why me and Moby are like, dude, it was amazing. Uh, if you haven't seen Star Wars, go see that too. That was obviously already known. I haven't seen that so, yet, but I plan on seeing it soon. Uh, do not see it in 3D. I mean, you can, but your eyes will probably get all weird and wacky. Um, it did bring more depth into the film. No spoilers here. But uh, yeah, 3D was was good. It brought more depth, but definitely, if you guys want to save some cash, see it regular. Enjoy yourselves. 
Um, there is some griping about it. I don't. I can see why, and I can see why not. Um, I I liked it. Saw it twice. I hated it that much, as I like to say. Yeah. If I hate it. I got to go see it three times. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look for it. <laughs> and even with Star Wars, I feel like the seven, eight, and nine should be the best movies. And I'm not saying they are. I haven't seen it yet, but they should be because they're coming out now. <laughs> And if they're not better than the movies of the past, and if, if they don't make it better, then why are they making the movies? And exactly. it doesn't and take away from the be, other ones. There's going to be changes, but, you know, it's going to be for, you know, for what's going to happen. I'm more excited now. There's yeah. more for me to be excited about. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, no spoilers. I mean, to each his own, and everybody's going to have their own opinion. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm to be honest, I was a really big Star Wars fan. I didn't get into Star Wars. I didn't start watching all the Star Wars until I want to say about 2000, 2009 when I finally watched all of them and kind of understood them. But then I got into Clone Wars, the animated show, and really enjoyed it. I don't know if I froze, but you froze on mine. Gotcha. We probably did freeze. But yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been crazy. It's gonna be it's been nuts. <clears throat> I think we should we should we call it or should we talk about something else? I think we should start wrapping it up. It's around that hour mark. 